What's what's up, everybody? Happy Monday from Snowball. And myself, the host of the Eric Andrews Lang Show. My name is Eric. I'm here with Snowball. He's uh, standing on his hind legs, balancing his front legs on the side of the vintage director's chair that I'm sitting in. Snowball, what do you think of the decision I just made to make? Uh, well, what I'm drinking is, you know, when you make coffee and then you uh, don't drink all of it. And it's like I, I used a French press. And so it's been brewing for potentially, I don't know, 10 hours. I made some coffee last night and now I'm, I've made it with some ice and I put some milk in it to weaken it. Hear that? Let's go for it. Let's see what it does. Wow, that's not half as offensive as I thought it would be. Not even a third. All right, everybody, how are you? I guess that really depends on what country you're in. No, I'm not talking politics. I'm talking Ryder Cup. Americans, I am sorry. Europeans, congratulations. A big, huge congratulations. Molinari really brought it home. Fleetwood-inspired. Sergio broke records. What an incredible event. Am I, I'm on, I have jet lag now. I'm basically on France time. and Because uh, like, I, I don't know why I insisted on watching it all live. I just, I just like to get it in there. <laughs> you know, I was telling someone, like, I just want to watch it when I know that the balls are actually being hit on the other side of the planet. You know, because they, they really are hitting the balls, right? Like, on the other side of the globe. Like, their feet are where my feet are like we're standing like we're literally facing other directions and um i don't know i'm just into that weird shit as you probably know um i uh i'm wearing a ugly pair of reading glasses right now i was about to just look into any questions that i had or any notes but the first thing is someone said to me how come you don't comment on the current events of professional golf and well, I thought, fuck it, let's do it. Let's talk about the Ryder Cup. The truth is, I don't have a lot to say. I mean, the, the way it turns out is the way it turns out. You know what I mean? And and I think a lot of golf commentating is kind of like, hmm, I'd rather have the sound off. But then again, I'd rather hear people cheering. And I would like some knowledge of, I don't know, their history or their stats. But the last thing I want to hear is, ooh, America really needs to start making some putts if they want to win this thing. Like, I get, um, I think I got that. I think I think I'm aware of that part of golf, um, or or the one that's really funny is this is an impossible shot, and then they pull it off, and you're like, well, I mean, no, it's not. Clearly, it's not. the 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 announcers, not that they tend to be negative. Well, Johnny Miller, even though Johnny Miller is, I've come to really treat, see him as a great announcer. Um, I don't know. I'm just like commentating on golf. Like I don't know. It's like I don't know. I guess I do actually like commentating on things in life, you know, but usually I have a little, I guess I'm the color, the color commentary. Um, but I actually really like just going somewhere and sitting down and just watching everything happen. I guess I don't really feel like I need anyone to commentate. Like, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if it needs to be fixed, to be honest with you. But um, it is one of those things where you're like, what, what, like most of what you're saying is totally not interesting. Um, but I guess it's kind of like this podcast. <laughs> Slam. I just slammed myself. Snowball's laughing. He's like, you're such an idiot. Um, you know, I mean, it's like, 
it's kind of like just nice, right? Like I listen to podcasts where I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? But, uh, you know, I keep listening. So I want to thank you, mom and dad. Um, no, but I've gotten some great feedback this week from everyone. Um, just about, I feel like there's been a little extra feedback this week about how, uh, what we're doing over here at the old shop, the shop I'm sitting in right now, making videos, making podcasts, uh, posting on the old Instagram, um, does have some effect, right, on, on our lives, which is cool, right? I mean, that's, that's, that is the ultimate goal, right, um, of what we do, and that's really cool to hear. So um, I am listening to a book called Essentialism, right? Um, and I've already listened to this book once, but if you're into uh, productivity and getting the most out of your minutes, check out Essentialism. It is fucking sick. I can't remember who wrote it, but it doesn't really matter because it's called Essentialism. Um, yeah, and uh, Essentialism, in it, he talks about, you know, cutting out the uh, the useless... Sorry, I'm licking my chaps. I had some chocolate a minute ago. Podcast chocolate. Hey, paleo cookies. All right, I know I haven't been doing them. I've been, try- <laughs> I've been trying not to eat too unhealthy, um, but I should make some. Hey, speaking of who I should make paleo cookies for... Charlie motherfucking Hoffman. Get into it, folks. We're going down to Rancho Santa Fe on Tuesday, tomorrow. So if you got any questions, email us, the Eric Lang Show at gmail.com. I'm going to post something. Uh, you know, there's a post on Instagram. You can comment on that. Um, but going back to wherever the fuck we were, which was, uh, huh, I may not be able to remember. Wow, I'm out of it. Fuck. Um, but we got a... Um... <coughs> Hang on one second. I'm going to cough. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Uh, check out the uh, Charlie Hoffman. If you have any questions for him, that would be great. I'd love to get those through. And with Charlie, we're going to start doing something uh, that we're going to do a lot, which is do a little vlog kind of of the podcast. And in order to to promote the vlogs, we are going to give away something incredible. Now, I mean, this is something really, really incredible, but I don't want to say what it is because I am not quite sure that I can give that away. It's basically free sex with Charlie. So, um, you know, it's huge. I know it's like, I mean, I don't even know how that's going to work. It might not even be legal. You know what I mean? Like to really just, to really just get down to the bottom of it quite literally. Um, no, but, uh, it's going to be something really rad. And so check out the, um, God damn, I got these coughs. Hang on a second. Oh, sorry about that. Um, this iced coffee is just going down thick. Um, but so we got this vlog channel on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, it's, um, what the fuck is the name of it? I think it's, uh, well, I can't remember, but it's, if you search my name, it's on YouTube. It, you know, the link is in my Instagram. I think it's youtube.com slash C slash Eric Anders Lang show. So there's that. And, you know, it's cool. We're putting up little little vids. No big deal. Nothing too crazy. And so we'll have one up of Charlie on Thursday. That is unless some type of, uh, you know, something happens, right? But some, it would need to be something major, not something small. So there's that. A um, little bit back to the Ryder Cup. Um, oh, first, I just want to say, you know, I'm, I'm wearing these ugly glasses. And I just was wondering if anyone out there, like, I'm wearing my ugly reading glasses right now because no, I'm alone. Does anyone else wear the ugly clothes when no one's around? Or is it just me? And I, don't, I was wondering about that. And I was like, is that bad? Should I, just, should I just throw the ugly shit away and only wear the good shit? 
right? Uh, oh, and that's what I was talking about, essentialism. So anyway, in essentialism, he talks about the closet as a metaphor for your life, right? You only have so much room in the closet, just like you only have so much time in the day. And all that was to address something that I was realizing that, you know, I love all the messages on Instagram. I was getting uh, a little bit inundated, though. And so what I did was is I turned off the uh, replies from stories, right? So all that fucking means is that uh, if you want to send me a message, just send me a message through the main thing and I will absolutely read it. But it sort of ended up getting – I got into a couple of conversations where I was like, this is like I, – I, I'm interested in having meaningful conversations, and I'm interested in reading questions for the podcast, and I'm interested in answering questions about, uh, you know, uh, things. Like, a lot of people ask, like, how do I get your job, or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, the true answer is I don't know that answer. But anyway, I, I just want you to know that that's all that is, right? It's just like, I'm, I'm just trying to create more time to do the things that are more important. For example, you know, make these videos with Charlie, drink some iced fucking coffee, um, you know, and just, like... You know, I mean, I've got uh, Jeff came over the other day and he was hitting me hard. He's like, what do you want to do with the screenplay? And I was like, what screenplay? And he's like, you wrote a fucking screenplay that's amazing. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I did. So, you know, it's a great story about guy meets girl in Los Angeles. Paradox of choice finds the right girl through a really funny circumstance. And it's the rom-com of our generation, folks. It's a great film. So I'm going to fucking work on that. You know, that's what I'm going to work on. I'm going to work on. Um, you know, building this shit up and making it great. Hey, y'all, have you seen the uh, Adventures in Golf promo on my Instagram, the 25 Seconds of Pure Gold? I'm very proud of that. I, I kind of talked about it in the <clears throat> the comment section, but David Ocolo, the DP that I work with on Adventures in Golf and every other project that he's available for, really, really just swung for the fences and nailed it. Like, it's just so cool. I'm so proud of it. I'm so happy. And I can't wait. And I think they'll be announcing the release date soon. I would imagine pretty soon. Um, okay, so a little bit about the Ryder Cup. I stayed up Thursday night until about 5 in the morning. Uh, that was a long night. Uh, I didn't intend to stay up that way, but I couldn't fall asleep. Uh, I went to bed feeling great because we were 3-1. and one. And, um, then I woke up and I learned that we were now, uh, five and three. And that was sort of the beginning of the end, really. All I was looking for from the Ryder Cup was a close match. And in some sense, that's all I'm looking for from any golf tournament. I just want to see every tournament go to the longest playoff possible. And I think that's what's cool about the Ryder Cup is it's like every fucking par putt on the third hole is just like, it's a game winner, you know, and everyone's all in. It's full investment emotionally. Um, and it's just so fun to watch. In a sense, in the Ryder Cup, one of my favorite parts of it is the first tee shot. Like, everyone's just so pumped, and it's, I can imagine how nerve-wracking it is. Um, so, anyway, uh, it's been it's been really fun to watch that. And and to be totally honest with you, then I, then I stayed up Friday night super late, and I watched a tremendous amount of golf. And I uh, couldn't go to sleep. Tried to go to sleep. Uh, I tried to turn it off at about, what was it, like, 2 and then I laid in bed for 30 minutes, and I was like, fuck this. So I woke up, took a shower, made some food, <laughs> and then just started watching again. And I think I stayed up till like, uh, 6 o'clock. And, um, you know, like, what's funny is, like, I don't know if America played the Ryder Cup. I, it seemed like it seemed like everybody was just not firing, um, which was, you know, I mean, it's hard to watch, right? I mean, and, and like I said, like, I'm not really going in it looking for, like, America to win. Like, I'm not, like, getting an American flag tattoo anytime soon with the Ryder Cup above it. 
I'm so happy that it turned out the way it did. I think Europe's a great team. I love all those players just as much, if not more, than I love the American players. But I was disappointed that it wasn't a closer ending to the to the effect of we were down. We, we needed to win eight out of 12 matches. And I mean, come on, any analyst is going to tell you it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. So <clears throat> when I went to bed on Saturday, my intention was to wake up at three and watch it. But as the night grew on and I got more and more tired, I was reading in bed and I just thought, it's not going to happen. And I don't want to, I don't, I, you might judge me for this, but I don't, you know, in the way of the essentialist, like, I don't want to like watch all this and then fucking just have it be a, a, a big lose, right? And it was a big lose. And so I didn't watch it. Um, and, um, you know, I think. I lose some golf cred, right? I, I didn't. I didn't watch it. You know, I wanted a closer match. I didn't watch it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm slightly ashamed to say it, but you know, I mean, I just. I was fucking tired. I'd put my hours in, and you know, um, it was just sad. It was. It was. It was sad. And in the end, um, you know, I think one of the things though is that the American players. Uh, it's very different, right? When you look at the American players. Uh, and then you look at the European players that are both on the European Tour, PGA Tour, whatever, or Ryder Cup teams just alone. The European players, um, I I can't quite say this from personal experience necessarily. Some of it I can. Probably, probably 30% of this statement is actual personal experience of talking with these players and working with them, doing interviews for the PGA Tour or for Be The Ball. The American players have more ego, Right. Um, they make more money on the, on the PGA tour and they live in America, which is decidedly, um, you know, uh, what's the word when something is not socialist, it is communist. No, no. What the fuck? It is whatever. It's like fucking, you know what it is. You know what the word I'm thinking of is? Come on, say it. You know what it is. It's not communist. It's capitalist. There you go. Thank you. We figured it out, Snowball. It's capitalist. Capitalist society. That's why we have a wraparound patio on this motherfucker. Wraparound patio. I've got five computers in front of me. I've got this podcast arm. We've got high-end coffee. We've got, I've got a hundred pairs of shoes. That's how capitalist this place is. No, but I think the American players have a lot of ego. So when they show up to Europe, they're a little tired and no one wants them to win. Well, what the fuck? What the fuck? They're like, well, what the fuck am I doing here? Nobody likes me. Right? And so Patrick Reed was able to come out firing at Hazeltine because... You know, he was riding the wave, the vibe wave. And, you know, golf is so much about vibes. So, of course, America hasn't won in Europe, right? I'm not a stat guy. I don't have a stat guy next to me. I can't tell you who won what. But I think they said that Americans haven't won over there in a long fucking time, right? Very long. And I would imagine so. It seems pretty fucking hard to do. So with two equal teams, it should make sense that the home team wins on the home turf. It's true with baseball, right? It's harder to win away. You're dealing with stuff, right? <laughs> really well said, Eric. You're dealing with stuff. So anyway, that brings me to a question here. <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat. Oh, face ID doesn't work when you've got a microphone in front of it. All right. This one comes from um, Jay Dale. In the earliest of podcasts, you said that you didn't like Tiger. But here's a question. Why do we root for this guy so much? We root for him even when he's not the underdog. 
We root for him when he's a jerk to fans. So why is he so compelling? There's nothing better than watching Tiger on Sunday. All right. Well, that's a great fucking question. Um, first of all, I agree. I'll start. I'll break this down sentence by sentence. Um, in the first, in the early, well, for, there's nothing better than watching Tiger on Sunday. Fucking agreed. Um, let's, un, let's unpack that. In the early podcast, you didn't like him. That's true. All right. I, um, I chose not to like Tiger. And uh, this was a while ago. My mind was changed probably about, um, I don't know, less than a year ago, probably six months ago. And I mean, I was fascinated by him, but I think I chose to invest my, um, you know, support, emotional support, my energy elsewhere. I think I was really bummed. Uh, I'm like an extraordinarily, see, this is what I shouldn't get into, but I'm an extraordinary faithful person, right? Like, I'm not, I, I don't know. I just don't, I, I, it, it bummed me out that that was, that that was what happened, you know? Um, with his personal life. And then I, I should go back and listen to the Craig podcast because Craig T. Nelson flipped me around and he was like, that's none of your fucking business, dude. He's a great player, all right? And if you really want to break it down, he's doing the best he can, right? Nobody wants to hurt somebody's feelings. They make selfish decisions that ultimately lead to people being hurt and then they're embarrassed by it. And in Tiger's case, his career suffered from it due to that embarrassment, right? And, you know, I think one of the things is... <clears throat> I was talking about it with Ben Lyons uh, when we played golf last week, and and he was like, you know, like yeah, like w w you know, I mean, we we all know that he grew up sheltered, and then you know all of a sudden it's like, what you can have anything you want. What do you want? You want a private jet? You want a billion dollars? You want to win eighty golf tournaments? Like you can have it all. And so then, of course, that would translate to essentially, I don't know, your life becomes very transactional. Um, I would imagine it's pretty hard to relate to people at that level. Right, you're just you're you're in a bit of a cocoon. So who knows, right? Who really knows? But the but the ultimate thing is when we look at why do we root for him in either case, right? Whether he's a good or a bad person, right? I think we root for him because ultimately every sport, no matter what it is, is about freedom, right? Uh, we are no matter what the sport is, we are cheering for the athletes to. Um, summon the ability to get free, whether it's the freedom to break a tackle, <clears throat> avoid a defender uh, for a pass, um, in ping pong to get a ball past your opponent to 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 do that right to uh, in uh, in baseball, you know the you're you're looking for to free that ball into the place that you want to get it to and and. And, and you know, freedom in baseball is like you run. You want to run around the bases. You want you want to pass that finish line. In in singular sports like cycling and bowling, you're you're in in cycling. You're looking for the freedom from your own limitations physically, right? I mean, the, the intense um, you know cardio ris, vi, uh, rigors of cycling. I mean, how do you even do that? I mean. And there's a great example there of, of Lance, right? Like, I mean, we loved Lance until we found out he was basically cheating, right? Oh, but then everybody's cheating? Well, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I saw Icarus. I saw that shit. Great movie if you haven't seen it. Um, you know, and in golf, just like cycling and bowling, you're, you, in bowling and, you know, maybe chess, right? You're You're looking for the freedom from your own, like, belief system, kind of. And so in some ways, Tiger now is more interesting than ever because he's fallen, 
right? He's basically been told he's never going to do it again. He's probably believed that he's never going to do it again. In some ways, I believe that the physical manifest, I believe the physical problems that he was having, you know, and maybe I'm wrong. I believe there was to some extent a little manifestation of his own inability to summon the winning experience, the winning feeling. Oh, I can't go on a date because I'm sick. No, I just don't. I don't want to. Or, no, that's not a bad, that's a bad example. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't show up on time because, right? It, it seemed to me, and I might be alone in saying this, and I probably, I'm not going to score an interview with Tiger by saying it, but it seemed to me like a lot of those physical things were excuses. Um, and I have a feeling like no one knows the true answer to that. Maybe not even himself. Um, but for some reason that sticks out to me. Well, what's happened is, is now we ex basically experience a Tiger Woods that is different, right? In many ways, right? On paper, he was like number 2000 in the world. He hadn't played golf in a long time. He was getting the chipping yips. He was literally not a good golfer, just straight up withdrawing. Withdrawing, I think that was one thing that bothered me. Withdrawing out of his own dissatisfaction with his game. That's not a reason to withdraw, bro. You finish the game, right? But then again, who I am? I don't play as much golf as he does. I've never lived his life. I've never, uh, I've never been on a private jet that I've paid for. Um, I've never done any of that. So, you know, for me to say that I know what it's like is it's absurd, right? So in some sense, that's why golf uh, commentating, it's like, well, you know, I mean, some of you know what it's like, but you don't know what it's like for Tommy Fleetwood, right? You know what it's kind of like. Yo, Adidas golf shoes, y'all. I've worn lots of shoes since I started playing golf seven years ago, but I haven't found anything that matches Adidas. It's actually very true. Boost, all capitals, folks, B-O-O-S-D. Boost is the best cushioning in the game, and they test all their shoes so that you get the stability you need for the swing that you want or whatever. Whether it's the Tour 360, which is all around a great shoe, or the Adicross Bounce, that's what I like, uh, I typically wear, well, I like the Addy Pure, y'all, because they're classy as fuck. And I also like the, uh, I like the Cross Knit Boost, y'all. It's an older model, but they look kind of fly. Everyone thinks I'm wearing running shoes on the course, but no, I've got stability and I've got little nubs to keep me in check when I over-rotate with the big stick. Um, everything that they make is so versatile and comfortable, but most importantly, they're all built to perform on the course. Visit adidas.com and click on the golf section or visit your local retailer. <laughs> Maybe just go online, y'all. Who wants to go to a local retailer? Let's face it. To find the pair that's right for you. You can also follow Adidas Golf on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for all the latest news and releases. Check it out. Don't be the guy waiting at the oversized luggage claim for an hour. That does suck balls. Don't It happens to me all the time. Don't be the guy who has to rent at a course because the airline lost your clubs. What a jerk. Don't be the guy who can't fit his clubs in the rental car with his other bags. Rent from Club Linda. Yeah, I mean, that's fucking crazy. Imagine you brought clubs and you couldn't fit them in your rental car. You would be categorized as a grade A dumbass. If you like to travel light and get out of the airport fast, kind of like Wesley Snipes, Next time, rent premium clubs from Club Lender instead of bringing your own. No one looks cool dragging a bag of clubs through an airport unless he's got Caitlyn Jenner. And, nope, Kim Kardashian. Nope, what? Ah, 
And who wants to pay the airlines that extra baggage fee? I do not. Raise your hands. They haven't got enough of your money already. Straight up stealing my money, but Clublender.com has got the answer. Select the set you want from among Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, and PH. Select your dates, and Clublender will deliver them the day before your round to any course, home, hotel, or office in California, Utah, Nevada, Arizona. If you want to rent anywhere else in the United States of America, give them a call and chat with them online. I kind of like the chat online option because it's a little more anonymous, you know, and that you can be doing other shit. They have left and right-handed, stiff and regular men's and women's clubs. Better yet, you could do the uh, roulette option where they just send you whatever the fuck they think it is. That would be funny. That's not a real option. Men's and women's club. Better yet, the clubs come with tees, a different repair tool, and a ball marker so that you know where the fuck your balls are. And a wet almond-scented towel. I'm just kidding. It's not wet. But it might be almond-scented depending on where it comes from. If you need a rangefinder, a glove, or balls, they can send them along too. Prices start at $65 for the first day, $20 each additional day. Truly, this is less than most airlines charge for that extra bag. And there's no waiting around at the oversized baggage area. Use the code ERICLANG at checkout and get 10% off when you go to clublender.com. Clublender. Clublender, C-L. U-B-L-E-N-D-E-R, spelled just the way you think it's spelled, Club Lender. Code Eric Lang as a coupon, 10% off. Own the golf experience, not the hassle, guys. Stop getting hassled out there. All right. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. So Tiger's kind of, uh, you know, what, what's, what makes him more compelling now is that he essentially is getting over one of the most difficult demons for anyone to get over in ever in their lives, which is their own, like, uh, you know, disbelief in themselves, right? Their own, like, lack of proof, right? He was not proving to anyone that he was good anymore to the extent that people were asking, is he ever going to win again? Some people were like, definitely. And to those people, I fucking salute you. I Cheers to you. Hats off to you. People like you, probably meant a lot to Tiger in that period of time because the belief isn't just in ourselves. I think it's in a lot of people, right? I think, I think, I think in some ways the collective conscious came in. Um, so watching Tiger come back from, right, not just being beat by other players, but being beat by himself, that was interesting. You know, it wasn't like, you know, he wasn't playing great for five years and just sort of never won. It was like, no, he was playing like absolute shite, <laughs> which is fucking great. And then he and then he came back and he did it, you know. Um, and so, you know, we we I didn't root for him when he was a jerk to fans, to be for the record. Um, you know. But who knows? I mean, that might have been part of the secret sauce for Tiger Woods is just sort of zoning in on the, the main purpose. You know, I mean, Stewart has a story about how he met Tiger in a casino in um, Melbourne. And he said, Tiger, can I get a photo? He walked in late at night and Tiger just said, no, I'm not working. And I mean, 
you know, having been married to a, 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 a pop star, a famous singer, Snowball. She was hella famous, Snowball. <laughs> she was very, very, very famous. Um, you know, having an insight into that and an insight into, you know, friends of hers and ours, more hers than mine, um, that were also mega famous, right? Mega, 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 mega famous, whatever, Jen Aniston, Katy Perry, whoever else. And, and, and hearing them talk about the experience of feeling used, right, by fans. Um, yeah, I mean, it would, it would make sense that Tiger would go to a tournament and be like, I'm here to work, y'all. I'm not, you know, but then again, who knows? Maybe a little gratitude goes a long way. So that's happening now. You know, the Justin Bieber thing was kind of interesting. He's like, I'm not going to take photos with fans anymore because you come up, you shove a camera in my face, and then you walk away, and I feel used. That's interesting, man. That's 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 really fucking interesting to me. And actually, the uh, Adrian Grenier film, um, uh, what is it? Teenage Paparazzi something? Anyway, you can find it. But um, that was really good because he was basically working with this paparazzi on how on on the relationship there between i mean in los angeles it's ever present right you did there are the, the 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 sort of fog of famous people sits all over this town and the idea that you could become that i think a lot of people experience it uh, ironically i never i was never interested i never wanted it i'm luckily i'm not famous but uh you know it's 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 interesting for me because i feel like when people uh, you know, we ran into someone at the airport. When we ran into somebody that says, hey, you know, I like what you do. It's like, it means a lot because I know that golf is such an incredibly deep sport that it's not about some music video that they got laid to, even though that would be cool. It's more like I had an experience and, right, you kind of were there. It's like when sometimes we get messages on here that say, I shot my lowest round, right? They've got a few of those. A lot of them after listening to Dr. Parent. That's super cool, man. Like that, that's like, uh, that's like not, that, that's like something real and authentic. And that's very meaningful to me. So anyway, why do we root for him? We root for him because we see ourselves in him, right? That's a big part of it too. Um, why do we watch sports in general? I mean, you could just ask, you could zoom out and ask that question, right? The reason why we're obsessed with it is because it's the fucking gladiator, right? It's literally Marcus Aurelius. No, it's Maximus Desmus Meridius. Marcus Aurelius. It's fucking the gladiator. It's fucking, what's his name? Come on, what's the gladiator? Snowball, what's the name of the gladiator? What's the actor's name? You know it. He threw a phone booth in the hotel in New York. Come on, who is it? It's not Christian Bale. What's his fucking name? I'm not going to Google it. Fuck Come on, the gladiator with Russell Crowe. Yes. My mind is not as rusty as I thought. It's like Russell, it's like watching the gladiator, right? You you want to see that. And by the way, golf would be totally boring if everyone was wearing masks. Well, maybe that's not true because football, they wear masks. But golf would be totally boring if you didn't know who the players were. And that's why like no one watches the web.com because they don't know who the players are. Knowing the players, knowing their backstory, knowing all these little things. And that's what the commentators really are there for is to tell us those things. And they do a really good job of that. You know, um, the, the, so, so that's, that's why, that's why I think we do it. Um, yeah, all right. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about uh, Saturday morning. I went out to play some golf with my boy Andrew Marler, member over at Lakeside. We met in a random, uh, like a seven-some. It was me, Andrew, 
uh, Rick Dees, Devin Dazzle, Alexandro Laughlin, and a couple others. And we met, I showed up late, I got there on the third hole at Lakeside, and me and Andrew, man, we just fucking, we just started hanging. Like, we spent the whole round just talking. And, uh, and you know, we had a, we had a, we had an immediate kind of connection through golf and, uh, and life and, and we become closer and closer through that. Just like, just like a, just like a great, wonderful group of people that I've kind of, uh, been lucky enough to meet this year. Um, Stu Bone, if you're out there, feel better, man. Keep your prayers and thoughts out for my man, Stu Bone. Uh, he's going through some kind of gnarly health shit. So think about him. If you, even if you can't visualize who the guy is, he's handsome and he's tall and he's a fucking great smile. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I went out to play golf with Andrew and his brother, Peter, and who's not, who's not really, he's played golf 10 times, which I took, really loved that. Really loved his energy out there having not played and, you know, just not knowing the, you know, he, he like, <laughs> he like walked in my line like directly a couple times and I was like, huh. Okay, cool. And I was like, should I say something? And then I was like, yeah, I could. I mean, who fucking cares? <laughs> I'm not going to make the putt anyway. Um, and then we played with Josh Haywood uh, from Vancouver. Great guy. Uh, owner of Haywood Clubs. Haywood, Haywood Golf sent me a wedge and I liked it. And some of y'all, I posted it just because he sent it to me and I put it in the mailbag and some of y'all bought it. That was cool. Um, so the mailbag is going big on, uh, on the old Instagram Live. It's kind of fun. We get into it. But it was, but the the experience for me of playing golf on Saturday morning was kind of different. It was a little unusual. I, th- I think part of it is that I was quite tired because I was on France time, and um, you know, I wo- I walked in and I felt fantastic. Right, I just felt very light and I felt very calm and happy. Um, I was very excited about the Ryder Cup, and and you know, even though we were down as of uh, Saturday morning in Los Angeles. Um, I, I just was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And, you know, I know one of the things about my golf game right now is I got to hit the range. I got to hit the range if I want to play well. And I didn't do that because I was just sort of relaxed. I was just chill. I was rolling in like fucking Cheech and Chong, right? I was basically stoned even though I'm sober. And I uh, <clears throat> I get in and everyone's on the first tee. And I was like, whoops. So we, I just, you know, just throw it out, pick the club and just, and I and I topped one about uh, I don't know I mean I I didn't hit it very far at all right maybe fifty yards and then I hit another one and it kind of went in the I think it, it all it didn't go in the driving range but it, it went close right like it wasn't a good shot and then um, and then I hit a six iron from one eighty five and um, just thinned it straight into the bunker and then I hit a wedge uh, out of the bunker at about ten feet and missed the putt for par eh, no big deal. And it was really funny because I was observing myself playing essentially some really, really bad golf, like really bad on a Saturday morning at a beautiful country club in Los Angeles after watching the Ryder Cup, you know, two weeks after coming home from Scotland, about to go to Chicago next week, going to see Charlie Hoffman on Tuesday. Everything's going great. And in some ways, my golf game was infallible, as bad as it was. And it was just really funny to watch myself tell myself, hey, you didn't hit the range. You're going to play like shit, maybe for the entire round. <clears throat> and I just stayed super patient. Um, was very uncomfortable in my swing, made it even more uncomfortable. And, you know, I guess what's interesting is th- this happened in Scotland a couple times, and I got quite frustrated on some of the courses. Like Glen Eagles, I like fucking was pissed. 
because I was playing like shit. Also, we had set up a match, so I was like trying to play well, which I mean, dude, I'm not good enough to do that. By the way, how hard does Golf National look? That place looks like a fucking war zone, dude. I don't even know if I could finish there with a dozen balls. Like, that's a lot of hazard. Hazard, as the French would say, right, Snowball? What do they call it? Yeah. I don't even know where he is. He kind of hides from me. He kind of, it's like, me playing hard to get? I don't know. He's probably on my bed just shitting. <laughs> now, he's actually very well behaved. He's only gone to the bathroom in Craig T. Nelson's house twice. That's it. No one else's house ever. Well, and I think he went to the bathroom in Stu's house. Sorry, Stu. Um, so, played awful. Just played awful. Just couldn't even really hit the ball, right? Like, just low, left, uh, big blocks, thin. I didn't hit any fat, which was kind of weird. And then uh, on the, what hole was it, Andrew? Where did you say something? I think it was on the seventh hole, sixth or seventh hole. Andrew said, well, you're not, you're not doing stack and tilt. And I was like, what did you just say to me? Did you say that I'm doing stack and tilt? Oh, dear, you critique my golf swing. By the way, Andrew's a scratch golfer, and he's a fucking lightning rod for birdies. So watch out if you play with him. Definitely make sure he gives you strokes because that guy can post numbers. A bad day for him is like two over. And he doesn't even fucking practice. So what the fuck, Andrew? Just like go pro already or like go in the mid-am, dude. Um, and uh, he goes, yeah, you're not transferring your weight. And I was like, stack until not transfer my weight. Explain. Tell me what's happening. I can't see. I literally felt like a prisoner of my own swing. And anyway, next tee shot, I rocked back. I rocked fourth, fucking pounded it. And I started playing good golf. And I finished, um, I still had a couple bad swings on the front nine. But on the back nine, I came in, uh, I, don't, I wasn't really keeping score. Like, I didn't even think about it. And then I birdied uh, 16. I had a fucking lightning drive. Uh, I hit a 60-degree wedge to like two feet from 90 yards. 17 beast of a drive just rolled off the fairway i had 165 flag i hit a nine iron out of the rough it didn't spin so it chased up to the flag in the back of the green five feet made the putt all of a sudden i'm sitting on birdie birdie about to break my record of no more than two birdies in a row and i was about to make three birdies in a row now that didn't happen because i missed the green on 18 but i made par and then i backtracked and i was like wait i made par on the previous hole in the prior hole and I shot three over on the back of Lakeside, which I'm really proud of. And I think really what that says to me is a couple things, right? I enjoyed the round, the back and the front. I played every shot, whether it was good or not. I didn't have any reaction, no matter how bad it was. I didn't hit a shank, but I hit some serious worm burners, just totally thin. And um, I did lose... I kind of lost one ball in the ninth hole, which is like a 250-yard par three. The truth is I just didn't go look for it because I was like now working on my new swing of the, of the weight transfer. And my second shot was pretty good. I think I parred my second ball, so we count that as a double, obviously. But, um, but you know, I like, I like uh, you know, I, 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 went, uh, I went par, bogey, double, bogey. So that's five over. And then I went par, par, birdie, birdie, par. And I was like, like 
whoa, lightning finish, man. And what's just funny is the entire day didn't really feel terribly different between the front and the back. My emotional experience was totally the same. And I'm only saying this because I know a lot of you like have said to me like, oh, I go out there and like, I feel different. I feel better. Like I, I, I feel like I'm focused more on the people and the fun and the grass. And I mean, dude, I just kept looking around and I was like, we're in a fucking country club in Los Angeles and we've all got jobs. What, how great, we're basically an entourage. Like this is incredible. Like, how crazy is life right now? No matter where you are, you are living your life. And who fucking cares about the golf ball, right? Like, it drives me crazy when I play golf with someone who's like, hits a shot and then goes, ah, right going right. I didn't get through it. And I'm just like, hey, guess what, buddy? I don't need a commentator. (laughs) So it may not bother you, right? But I don't like it, so I just shut the fuck up and I smile, right? I don't smile, but I just, I basically just fucking take my medicine, right? And I just, I just let the shot be what it is and I don't let Eric get over identified with that shot because you know what Eric does too? He hits fucking great shots and he doesn't do it all the time because he's in the middle of taking lessons. And the truth is, he's not going to be a pro golfer and his, his fucking job is entertainment, all right? Not, 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 not precision in the game of golf. That's why I didn't get the hole-in-one on that fucking episode. And yes, you're right. I should do that episode again. And perhaps I will on the vlog. That'll be fun, huh? That would be really cool, actually. We should do that, like, as a meetup. People can just show up and hang and give me swing tips like Andrew Marler to help me weight transfer. Maybe. All right, so we're just going to go into the schedule a little bit here, y'all. Basically, next Sunday, me and Snowball and Mr. Colt Nedler are flying up to Chi-Town. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a fucking great week. A great week. I can't wait. Snowball, we called to get you special permission to stay in the hotel with us because they were like, no dogs allowed. And they were not having it. And so I told Andrew, the intern, I said, Andrew, I know the hotel said no dogs are allowed, but you need to call them back and you need to tell them that this is an Adventures in Golf Dog. No, I said, call them back and tell them that Snowball is famous. No, (laughs) I said... I said, call him back and tell him that Snowball is a service animal and that if they're not going to let us stay there, then we're going to need to rebook all of these rooms, all two rooms, <laughs> in a different hotel. God, wait, nobody gives a shit, right? Nobody cares about anything. They said, no problem, bring the fucking dog. I also said he's hypoallergenic and he doesn't shit unless it's Craig T. Nelson's house. And they said, well, great, we're not Craig T. Nelson's house, so bring him on down. So anyway, we're going to stay downtown in Chicago, and this is tentative, so consult my Instagram for the final plan, but it's looking like we're going to get into O'Hare, one of my favorite airports, because I fly United, bitch. Uh, We're going to get into, sorry, whoops, Uh, we are going to go to Canal Shores in the evening, and yo, all is welcome, my guys, so get into that. Um, that's going to be next Sunday, right? So six days. Um, I don't know what the, hang on. I can tell you what the date is. Ready? October 7th. The calendar's right behind my head. And this Wednesday, actually, October 3rd, 7.30. We're going to have a fucking hang sesh over at Urban Golf Performance because Mac Todd, the owner and a member of Wilshire and a nice guy who it's a low draw because he's from West Texas and his son's name is Sevy. He's going to host a party for me and my friends at Urban Golf. So any, when you want to show up, come on down. 
Urban Golf Performance on Sepulveda in West LA. It's going to be rad. We're going to have like a closest to the pin. He's got a bunch of hitting bays. The place is legit. They're super generous. I'm really thrilled that they've uh, agreed to set this up for us. So come on down there. No RSVP necessary. You know what I'm saying? No money necessary. I think Mac even said he's going to have food and drink. He was like, do you want, he's like, what do you want to do for food and drink? And I was like, I want to spend no money. And he was like, okay. Because the truth is, it's not about money. I don't want to bring in some fucking Grey Goose sponsor. I don't care. Right? Well, who fucking cares? Like, we can afford our own shit. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe maybe one day I will eat my words. I frequently do. Um, so that's going to be fun. And then I don't know what's going to happen with New York, but I'm going to be there the 22nd and 23rd. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if we're gonna have time to do a meetup. I, I don't know. I, you know, the truth is they're hard to do. They, they actually are They're there. And the truth is, you know, the funny thing feeling for Eric is when I walk in, I'm terrified, which you might not realize, but, uh, I walk into meeting a bunch of new people and, uh, and I'm terrified. I'm terrified that no one's going to have fun that, um, you know, you know, that it's just going to be uh, a bad time that, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's weird how that happens. You know, a lot of things I've gotten over in my life and I'm sure that I'll get over that one eventually. But, uh, but that's why I'm keeping doing it. Right. Because I think it's important. I don't know why, but I do. I I think it's fun. Once we get rolling, it's kind of like jumping out of a plane. Terrifying. It's kind of like going to summer camp. I don't know. Did you go to summer camp and weren't you fucking terrified the moment before you got out of the car? I was, but maybe I'm unusual. Maybe I'm the black sheep. All right. Well, I think that's about all I got coming out of my lungs for today. Uh, again, following up, hit up me with Charlie. Hit up me. Hit up me with Charlie Hoffman questions, please. I would like questions based on something about the Charlie Hoffman. And hit up me with, uh, well, no, that's it, actually. Uh, oh, Gil Hance. If you got questions for Gil Hance, we're going to try to record a podcast with him when we're at Pinehurst, which is the next trip. That starts October 20... No, October 17th. 17th. Huh? Holy shit. That's going to be... That's a quick turn. That's a quick turn, as they say in the biz. Um, yeah, so you got all the info. You were listening, right? Anyway, uh, do email me, Eric Andrews Lang Show. Or sorry, Eric Lang Show at gmail. The Eric Lang Show at gmail.com. I don't know. It's in the description. Hit up me with questions uh, for the podcast, advice, whatever you want. Um, and I am on Instagram, you know, fucking still grinding away. And um, all right, y'all, very much happy to uh, do this. And I will see you, as always, in the shower. Have a great week, and I'll see you soon. <laughs>